Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Welcome once again to our podcast, Always Abounding. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, here in the country of Uganda, East Africa. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians and chapter number 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, how true that is, how wonderful that truth is, uh, that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. And sometimes the labor seems long, sometimes it's discouraging, sometimes it's difficult. Uh, but I am so grateful, so thankful uh, for uh, the ability that God gives us through His grace uh, to be able to do the work of God. Well, let me bring you up to date as to what's happening here in Uganda. Uh, for those of you that don't know, boy, I was down again. I tell you, <laughs> uh, this this uh, last year, malaria has just been eating me up. And uh, so uh, this uh, last week, um, I was, uh, well, I started out uh, being down with uh, typhoid fever, and uh, I was diagnosed with that. And so I started taking the uh, medication for typhoid and uh, started feeling pretty well, uh, even the next day that followed and, uh, even went out to one of the village churches and, uh, I thought, you know, Hey, this is not too bad. The medication is working. And, uh, then we got back from the village that evening and, uh, just, uh, boy, the chills started coming and, and I just started feeling sick and, and, uh, went to bed. And, uh, so that was on a Wednesday. Then Thursday and Friday, I couldn't keep anything down, just the headache and the fever and the chills and, and all that. And so we, my wife uh, contacted one of our, um, there's an American doctor missionary here in the country and contacted him just to figure out what, uh, what we ought to do. And so he suggested that uh, they take me to uh, the capital city of Kampala and uh, get me to a hospital up there. So uh, fellow missionary, Brother Thomas Irvin, uh, drove and uh, my wife took me up to uh, the hospital up there. They admitted and uh, found out that I had very, very serious, uh, serious malaria. And, uh, and so they uh, put me on the drip. I was dehydrated and uh, I think they put about 12 bottles of uh, drip through me, got me started on uh, the anti-malarial uh, medication. And uh, so it was, uh, it was a rough, rough week. And uh, praise the Lord, the medication at the hospital worked and stayed in the hospital there on that Sunday. And then on Monday was able to return uh, back uh, to Masaka, uh, where we live. And, uh, then I had to get ready for a week of, of, uh, teaching up in Kalido. And, uh, you know, I, I sometimes life just brings you things that <clears throat> you can't avoid. And, uh, I had so many people, uh, my children were calling me, my parents were calling me different. My sister was calling me. You just need to rest this week and you need to stop doing this and stop doing that. And, and I understand what they're saying, and uh, I'm not arguing about it, but, the, you know, the ministry has to go on. And, uh, and so I just kind of set myself some goals, and, and I knew what they were saying was true, and I realized that you've got to get some rest. And uh, so I did. I tried to rest as much that week as I could while preparing uh, for the upcoming week. And uh, 
God's grace was so sufficient, and uh, God's grace was amazing. And we prayed. I asked the men uh, there in Kalido to pray uh, that God would just give me an extra abundance of grace. And, you know, I started the week out on Monday. I was very weak. My legs were weak. And, uh, and honestly, the way I felt on Monday, I didn't think I could get all the way through Friday uh, with the one week of teaching. And uh, so I asked the men to pray, and uh, they prayed, and I prayed, and, and, and I'm telling you what, it was just, I, I, it's one of those things you just can't explain. I just felt the healing hand of God in my life. I was strengthened, I was rejuvenated, and, uh, and I was able to teach Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and, uh, and now I'm back in Masaka after that teaching, and I feel stronger than ever. And uh, so I just, I, I just thank God for His grace. I thank God that He's the great physician, and uh, that He heals. And uh, and I just praise the Lord that uh, that I did not have to cancel uh, that week of teaching. We had a great, great week up there in in Calido. Uh, we ended up with uh, 15 men, and uh, remember we've divided up the Calido group uh, into two different zones, and uh, so we had one zone uh, for the eastern, one zone for the western, and so the eastern zone was there. We had about 15 men there. Uh, my wife had about uh, four uh, of the pastor's wives that she was teaching there, and uh, that's a new ministry, so we're hoping to get that thing going and and uh, uh, more and more ladies coming to that. And uh, then my sister had several churches that came and brought their uh, Sunday school teachers, uh, children's church teachers there to be trained. And so all told, we had about 60, 65 uh, people uh, there on the property there that, uh, that are being trained uh, in, the, in the work of the Lord. And uh, so we just had a, had a great week, had a good week. And uh, I was so excited that uh, God gave me the grace to be able to go through it. And, uh, and uh, his, his grace is sufficient. I'm telling you, it is just amazing. I thank the Lord for it. And I give him all the honor and glory and praise that he deserves. And uh, so now we're back in Masaka. I'm here in my office and uh, uh, getting ready to teach. Uh, we have our Bible college here every Monday night and Tuesday night. So we'll be teaching uh, in the Bible college as uh, well as preparing coming up in August. We have uh, two different TBIs. We have a Triennial Bible Institute here in uh, Masaka, and we're going to be uh, teaching through a series on the Christian home, and uh, looking forward to that. And then uh, coming up, then in uh, the end of August, we'll be going back up to Calido for a combined. We'll have the eastern and western zones meet together, and uh, so just uh, pray. We have a lot of lot of teaching going, a lot a lot of information going on. And just like anywhere else, uh, prices are prices are going up. Our, our fuel here uh, is well over six dollars a gallon right now, and so making these trips and visiting all these different churches, uh, it, it it is quite expensive. And uh, God has always provided. God has always been there for us, and uh, we praise the Lord for that. And uh, and even uh, expanding, we're we're looking to expand some of our classrooms up there in Kalido to give us more classroom space to be able to teach. And uh, and so uh, so I'm excited about uh, excited about that and uh, uh, God has provided uh, through one of uh, a dear friend of mine uh, the pastors there uh, in Corpus Christi Texas and uh, their church sent us a, a great offering to be able to help us uh, to be able to, uh, to to do finish up this building project and uh, so I'm excited about that as well and so things are going well and uh, the devil he just keeps on keeps on a fighting. 
and uh, there's nothing we can do about that. Uh, he's he's fighting through sickness. He's fighting through uh, people, and uh, you know it's just that's just part of the ministry. And uh, but we're by God's grace going to keep on going. We're going to keep on serving the Lord and uh, stay, keep on staying faithful to him. And so keep us in your prayers, if you would. Keep our family in your prayers. Continue to pray for my wife. Uh, she is, uh, Lord willing, this next month going to be uh, going in for her cataract surgery uh, on her eye that was a result of her eye surgery, as you know, back in uh, February. And so pray that uh, the doctors will give uh, have wisdom there, as well as continue to pray for her knee. Uh, it's It's been a slow recovery, to say the least, uh, after her knee surgery. And uh, so just pray uh, for her, pray for strength, uh, that God will enable her to have complete healing and uh, be able to do what uh, she believes God's called her to do in helping me uh, here in Uganda. Amen. So that kind of brings you up to date as to what's going on here. And uh, and uh, so again, thank you so much for your prayers and your support. Well, let's take our Bibles and turn to James chapter 4. James chapter 4, we've just got about 10 minutes left in the uh, podcast today, so we're not going to cover a lot. And uh, hopefully in the next podcast, we'll be able to uh, get into a little bit more detail uh, in the verse. But uh, the Bible says in James chapter 4, in verse number 4, now remember uh, a couple podcasts ago, uh, we talked about uh, envying and strife being the uh, the foundation of, uh, of fighting and, uh, and uh, you know, wars and fightings among you, disagreements among you, uh, and uh, we covered all that, so I'm not going to repeat any of that. But in verse number 4, James chapter 4 and verse number 4, he says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Now that's that's pretty that's pretty powerful words there. Uh, when you call somebody an adulterer or you call somebody an adulteress, whether it is true or not, uh, those are still pretty powerful, pretty weighty words. And and that's what James is uh, James is calling the again. Remember, he's talking to brethren, he's talking to believers, he's talking to people who are saved. He says, "Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not." that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. So he uses this strong term, adulterer and adulteresses, because we understand that to be an adulterer, to be an adulteress, is the height of betrayal. Uh, it is the it is the height of of turning your back on somebody. It's a, it's the height of unfaithfulness, and uh, I I can't imagine uh, what it is like. And I thank God. Uh, every day of my life, I thank God for the wife that He's given to me, and the relationship that we have. And and but I just I, I know that it's out there, and I know that it's common. But I just I cannot imagine uh, the betrayal of of knowing that your spouse has committed adultery against you. And uh, I just, I can't even fathom uh, the breaking of the heart and, and just the betrayal. And, and, uh, and, and that's why the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the reproach of an adulterer is never wiped away. I mean, it's just a, it's a constant, it's going to always be there uh, because it is the height of, and I'll just say it again, it's the height of betrayal. I don't, I don't think you can ever uh, betray somebody in such a great way than to, uh, to turn your back on your husband or your wife and commit adultery. And so he's using these strong words because in his mind, he's saying, hey, um, for you to be a friend of the world, 
for you to say, hey, I want the world to be my associate. I want the world to be my friend uh, as opposed to being a friend of God, as opposed to being a friend of God's people. Uh, he said in the way James is looking at it, that, again, is the height of betrayal. The fact that you would love that which crucified the Lord, the fact that you would love that which uh, the Bible hates, the fact that you would be a friend with something. And, And so he says, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. He's the, the, the word enmity means against God. It is, it is against the things of God is it is against the mind of God is against the purpose of God. It is against everything that God stands for. You have the world on one side, you have God on the other side and they don't mix. And so either you are friends with one or friends with the other. Either you love the one or you love the other. You cannot love them both at the same time. And that's why he says, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now, if, if I am a child of God and God is my heavenly father, the last thing that I want to do is become his enemy. I need God for me. I need God fighting for me. I need God being there by my side. I don't want God fighting against me. I don't want God uh, putting things in my life, whether it is chastisement or whatever it might be. I don't know. I don't want God fighting against me and 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 uh, and and disciplining me or chastening me or correcting me uh, because I have a love for the world. Uh, take your Bibles just real quickly, hold your place there, and turn to a very very familiar passage of Scripture in First uh, John chapter two and verse number fifteen. First John two fifteen. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Remember, uh, we're not talking about the the world as the earth. We're not talking about it as uh, the trees and the oceans and things like that. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about uh, the the mentality, the mind of everything that is against God, the, 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 the social system of of this world that the, the humanistic philosophy uh, that dictates that man is God and man is control is in control and man knows what is best. And so he says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, isn't that what we've been just talking about in the, in the previous few verses in this chapter, talking about the lust that we have and the desire to have uh, that which uh, you know, we think we should have and that which we think that we want to have, and, and, and we don't ask God for his will. We don't ask God for what uh, we think or what God thinks is best for us. And so he says, he says, don't love the world. He says, what's in the world is what the flesh wants. What's in the world is what the lust of the eyes want. The what's in the world is pride. None of that is of the father, but it is of the world. So listen to me very carefully. If you and I are going to always abound in the work of the Lord, if we're always going to move forward, then we need to understand who our friends are going to be. 
It's interesting, uh, the book of First John, and, and I love First John. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible, and, and many times it's one of the most uh, misinterpreted or confused books of the Bible. But the book of First John, it's, it's very clear why the book of First John was written in, in verse number of, uh, chapter 5, verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. And so John wrote the book of First John for the purpose of us knowing who the saved are and who are not the saved. Now, it's interesting, he says there in verse number 9 of chapter 2 in 1 John, he says, He that saith he's in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasioning of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. Notice in verse number 13 of chapter 3. Verse number 13 of chapter 3. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murder hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he hath laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So one of the characteristics or one of the ways that you can know uh, that you are saved is by who your friends are, who you associate with. If, if, if you have a hatred or you have a dislike for God's people and you have a love for the worldly people, uh, then that is a very clear indication that you may not even be saved, that you may not even be born again. And so if that, is, uh, if that is one of the characteristics of being saved, if one of the characteristics of being saved is being friends with God's people and being associated with God's people and having a love for God's people, then it's no wonder that James here says, you're an adulterer, you're an adulteress. All right, he's not saying that they're not saved, but he says you are you are practicing the height of of unfaithfulness. You are practicing the height of betrayal by turning your back on God and being a friend of the world. Uh, by 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 wanting what the world offers, by lusting after what the flesh wants with the world, by lusting after what the eyes uh, want with the world, by by allowing what the world offers to to stoke the ego and the pride of our life, and uh, and God says, listen, we should be absolutely separate from the world. The world should not even be associated with us. Why? Because the friendship of the world is enmity with God. It is the enemy of God. It is everything that is against God. So why in the world would we be for something that is against God? And so that's why he says there, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now think about this. This verse is telling me that I can be saved, I can be a child of God, and I can be an enemy of God. How sad that is. How worrisome that is for me. When, when I look at my life and I look at all that God has done for me and, and how he has saved me and how he's kept me and how he has uh, all the promises of God's word for, for my future and all the promises of God's word for, uh, for what he desires to accomplish in my life, the family he's given me, the, the wife that he's given me, all that he has, all that he has done for me. 
How, how can I turn my back on him and love the world? How can I turn my back on him and have a desire to be friends with the world and be friends with what the world offers? He says, you have become an enemy of God. You cannot be an enemy of God and abound in the work of the Lord. You cannot be an enemy of God and hope that you can uh, do anything fruitful the Lord Jesus Christ. You, 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 you can't do that. You, if you're going to serve God, if you're going to be faithful to God, if you're going to always abound in the work of the Lord, then you've got to be on the Lord's side. You can't be fighting against him. And so in order to do that, you've got to be able to say no to the world. You've got to be able to say no to the lust uh, that the world is trying to offer you. And you've got to uh, get your mind focused and say, listen, I want to love that which God loves. I want to follow that which God follows. I want to be around God's people. I want to be around God's house. I want to be around God's word. That needs to be the love of my heart. If you struggle with that and and you have a love for the things of the world, my friend, there's a there's a very big problem there. Either you are not saved, as the Bible says in the book of First John, or you are saved and you are an enemy of God. You are fighting against the very things that God is standing for. So as we close this podcast today, I want you just to take a serious look at your life. And, and I, realize, I realize we have to work in the world. That's understandable. I realize, uh, you know, we are in the world. There's no doubt about that. But we don't need to be of the world. And uh, we don't need to love the things that the world offers for entertainment and the love and the things that the world offers for amusement and and think that that is what is going to satisfy life. There, there, we, should, we should have such a love for God and such a love for his word and such a love for his people that, uh, that the things, uh, I, I like that song, the things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of his glorious word. And when we have our eyes on Jesus Christ and when we, are, when we are looking at the Lord Jesus Christ and following the Lord Jesus Christ, let the things of this world just grow strangely dim where we don't even want to be around them. We don't even want to be associated with them. We just, all that we desire and all that we want uh, are the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so let me encourage you today, as you endeavor to always abound in the work of the Lord, just to, uh, take, a, take a moment, evaluate yourself, evaluate your life, evaluate your love, and, and, and find out where, where is your love. Is, is your love for the things of God or is your love for the things of the world? He says, you adulterers and adulteresses, hey, uh, you, when you choose, when you choose to love the world, when you choose to be a friend of the world, it is the same as you turning your back on your husband or your wife. And, uh, and, and again, that, that to me is the highest form of betrayal that you can imagine. And, uh, and so let's not do that. Let's stay faithful to the Lord. Let's stay faithful to his word. Let's stay faithful to his church. Let's stay faithful to his people. And uh, though we have to live in this world, let's not be of the world. Uh, let's not enjoy this world. Let's not let the world be that which gives us joy or that which gives us satisfaction. Let's make sure that we are friends of God and uh, that we're allowing God to use us uh, in the ministry, to use us in our church, to use us in our family, that in everything that we do, that we may always abound in the work of the Lord. Amen. God bless you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in today. 
and uh, we sure appreciate it. And and, and please uh, drop us a note every once in a while, maybe by email or uh, by text message or uh, whatever whatever means possible. Maybe you can give me a phone call or whatever. You can look at our website, uh, kstensisfamily.com, and, and just just let us know. I, 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 we were just with a, a family uh, that was visiting here in Uganda, the Boggs family, and, and they just really encouraged me uh, by letting us know, letting me know how the podcast has been a help and a blessing to them. And uh, others uh, send me messages every once in a while. And uh, I hope, I, I don't want this podcast to be a waste of time. I don't want this podcast just to be something that I do just to do it. Uh, I hope and pray that it truly is a help and a blessing to you and an encouragement to you. Uh, to always abound in the work of the Lord. That's my endeavor. That's it's always been my life verse as long as I can remember. First Corinthians chapter fifteen and verse number fifty-eight. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That is what motivates me. That is what keeps me going. And and I hope and pray that this program can be used to motivate you and uh, keep you going in your service for the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope and pray that each Friday uh, you'll look on your phone or tablet or whatever device that you have and uh, look forward with anticipation to the next podcast coming up uh, as we join you and encourage you to always abound in the work of the Lord. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.